the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, help you do work that you love, and we'll help you create actual amazing relationships. I am Jade Warshaw. I'm joined by my co-host, best-selling author, host of The Ken Coleman Show, the man himself, Ken Coleman. And we will be taking calls all afternoon about your life, your money, your career, your work, your relationships, and how they all work together, how they all affect each other. Um, Ken had a great idea. If you're interested in starting your own business coming up in the new year, you got some ideas, call us up, run it past us. We'll we'll be a little shark tank for you and see if it makes sense. We'll poke holes in it, give you some constructive feedback. We'd love to do that. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225 and we will take your call. Matter of fact, we're going to see Makita. She's from Asheville, North Carolina. What's going on, Makita? How can we help? Hey, how are you? Thank you for taking my call. No problem. Did I get your name right? Yes, you did. Ah, winning. Yes. How can we help? (laughs) My husband and I have a small dog grooming business. Um, We currently have a lease at a location, and I am not on the lease. Um, We're looking at a different location so we can expand our business, and they would like me to be on the lease. And the issue is, I do not dog groom. I do all the office work, you know, all of that behind the scenes stuff. But um, if something were to happen to him, say he passes away, I would still be on the lease. And I I don't know the legalities of it. Um, If I would be responsible for the remainder of the lease, I would say so if I'm signing it. I'm just trying to get some advice on what to do because we really want to go to this other location and expand our business and leases don't come up very often. Um, but it's just a big concern. Does, is, so is your husband, uh, the other name that they're asking to be on the lease? Yes. You know, what, what's his, does he have the same concern that you have? Um, well, he, he, if I passed away, he would be okay because he still does the dog grooming. He would just have to figure out the rest of, you know, paying bills and all the other stuff I do. Yeah, I mean, first thing, I'm just going to common sense this one. I think there's two things I would be looking at. Uh, one, if you're concerned about this, and I think it's a valid concern, I think you talk to the landlord about it, you know, and, and there's a reason why they want two names on the lease, right? And then there's a reason you have a concern on this. I, I would have a good old face-to-face conversation, look them in the eye and go, hey, uh, how would you treat that? You know, uh, because if, if something happens to him, I, I don't have a business because I can't do dog grooming. I, I, I would start with that, okay? The second thing I would do is, is I would also ask your husband if he's done any work in this, but is there any kind of insurance uh, that the business could take out on him uh, so that you could take care of things like this lease? But, but but I would, you know, if I was getting in a situation like that, I'd start with the face-to-face conversation and go, hey, I've got a concern about this. Obviously, this is the only exception here. I have no problem signing up for this based on any other reasons. How do you feel about it? They go, well, I've got my reasons. They're going to walk you through this. There's a reason why they have it. Maybe they make an exception. But I would also look at potentially the insurance policy um, on your husband through the business, and probably not very, very expensive, and that would take care of that type of you know, legality, but I would just dive into it and look at what your options are. Okay. Cause I did ask him if they'd put in like a clause, a death and disability clause for him in mm-hmm. the lease that we could sign that great. Said no. Well, okay. 
Well, my take on it is slightly different. Um, I, as a like, if I'm a co-business owner with my husband, I kind of would want my name to be on everything because I want to know that I have full ownership the same way he does and the same amount of skin in the game. What the way my brain is working on this is you guys have this business. If the business is healthy, I would just make sure the business has a certain number of months of retained earnings for down months, for if the worst happens. And in my mind, this is this is just Jade speaking now. If something, God forbid, were to happen to your husband, he's the one who knows grooming. He's the one who knows that. What would just happen if you hired another groomer and kept the business going? Um, or you guys worked on, my, my guess is that the idea is to keep building this business and maybe in a year or so or whatever, you do have more than just one groomer and he's kind of going on there. I just feel like there's a way to keep this thing going um, without, does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. do you want that? Do you want that hassle? I mean, that's the whole point of your question. I mean, I don't mind the advice. From, um, I mean, I kind of like your probably, angle. Probably. I, I'll go with Jade on. Yeah. Happens, yeah. I don't, honestly. I, yeah. What about the retain? I'll go with you on the retained earnings. You have that set aside. So you've got the, the how, how long is the lease? Look at that insurance policy. It's six years. It's a six year lease. All right, so you got, yeah. you know, I mean, that's, Jade makes a very good point. You guys are taking out money and you try to get to a point where that lease, you'd be able to pay it off cash and walk away. Uh, but if you don't want to keep the business going, if that would be a hassle for you, we're talking worst case scenario. Yeah, this here. is such a worst case scenario. And my bigger question is, I guess part of my question is, do you, are you not interested in dog grooming as a business? You just like bookkeeping no. and da, 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 da. Cause in that part, at that point, it's kind of like you're, I guess you really are viewing yourself more as like, I just work for this business. It's not really my business. Like, is that kind of where I, you're at? Like, I love the dogs and everything, mm -hmm. but the actual art of dog grooming is very complicated. I, there's no way. My brain yeah, just doesn't work like that. Um, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I get that she doesn't want to be a dog groomer, but my question is, long term, if he wasn't the groomer, if she's... Is she interested in keeping the business going and just hiring another groomer? All right, so what's the answer? <laughs> the, so the only issue is, because we're in a small town, is because um, we've seen another business go through that. They've been through attempting, they've had, I think, five different groomers in a year trying to get somebody in, getting them in, they leave. It's just, we're in a an area that's really expensive hey, to listen, live in. So. You don't want to do it. It's as obvious as it can no. be. It's it's <laughs> yeah, then if, so, if you if you don't want to do it and we're, you know, playing worst case scenario, then I mean yeah. I would look into the insurance. Yeah. I, yeah. I know that that exists. Okay. I would kick the tires on it. I'm not an expert on it, so I wish yeah. I could give you uh, some details on it. But I, if it were me, I'd be calling my insurance agency. I'm assuming you guys have some type of insurance on the yeah. business anyway. And I'm going, look, what, what, what can we do I here? I've never even thought of that. That's like a great idea. Well, it's because I'm wearing a cardigan. I'm feeling extra safe today. Yeah. Yeah, there's. Cautious. Yeah, I'm just curious. I would definitely be curious to look into that because then the other part of me is like, okay, like, if she's listed as an owner, then maybe that's why they're requiring it. But if she's not listed as an owner, I'm fine as husband. long as she's got insurance and she's not responsible for the lease. That's all we want to take care yeah. of because she don't want to do this business. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder what she would want to do. 
if the worst we're at these conversations man they're dark and twisty i'm not gonna lie it's like yeah, that's a whole what other would segment. you want to do <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's a whole other segment but that's what we're talking about guys that's about to do it for this segment be sure to give us a call think about where your question is and give us a call at 888-825-5225 and we will be here to chop it up with you this is the ramsey show All right, you guys are listening to The Ramsey Show. I am Jade Warshaw. He is Ken Coleman. And hey, if you like this show, if you've been listening for a while or maybe you just discovered us, I would love, 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 love if you took a moment to share the show. Tell somebody about it. And you can do that in a lot of different ways. Uh, You can text your favorite episode. You can use a little paper airplane button and, you know, send them your favorite clip that we might post. Or you can just go in there simply and like like it, subscribe it. Whatever that is, that helps us so much. It's totally free. It's easy for you to do. And it's really just a way for you guys to show uh, your support. And we appreciate it. Look, we recognize that without you guys, there's not a show. So we thank you for tuning Mm -hmm. in. We really, really hope that this uh, resource is helpful for you, right? So thank you, thank you, thank you. So much thank you. Um, There's a lot going on. And uh, I want to talk about this right quick, Kim. Um, a lot of you may have heard that Mint, right? The the budgeting app Mint that we've all known about is closing its doors, right? Intuit is the big conglomerate that owns Mint. And a lot of people were using Mint to do their budget. And now Mint has said, well, we're closing our doors. And a lot of people are looking out here for a new budgeting home. Mm-hmm. Enter Ramsey Solutions. Where's the trumpet sound effect? Burr, 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 burr. There, there it is. There it is. That's great. So Mint currently has 4 million budgeters, Ken. That's a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. And they're just telling 4 million people, hey, we're done. See ya. And not only that, then they were like, well, let us give you some place to go. Why don't you sign up to Credit Karma? So they're literally, Ken, pushing these budgeters Mm -hmm. into a platform that's not a budgeting platform. It's really just a place for them to get into more debt. It's a Venus flytrap. It's a Venus Mm -hmm. flytrap. And so, you know... I'll be, let me just be flat out honest. When I very first started budgeting and looking for, because back in the day I was on pen and paper, Sam and I getting out of debt. And I remember a, a hipster buddy of mine was like, hey, you should try Mint, bro. And I was like, okay. So I went on to try Mint and I was like, this is not for me. And it wasn't. And then in my search for Mint, I saw every dollar. And I started using every dollar from day one. Okay, all right. And back, let me tell you, back in the day, what, however many years ago, you know, it didn't have the bells and whistles that it has now. Mm-hmm. And so now, every dollar is sleek. I mean, it's a Lambo. It it does all the things that mm-hmm. you need it to do. And I just really want to formally invite anybody listening. If you're looking for a new budgeting home, because come January first, it's going to be a cold day, and you're going to need some where to go inside and warm up your money. You know what I'm saying? So. Go over to every dollar. It's it's free. You can download the app for free and you can get started budgeting for free. And it works like a charm for free. There's also a premium version if you want to do a little upgrade and get just some more budgeting features that are going to help you even more, make it even more streamlined. Some people like that hands-on approach though that they get with the free version where they can really be hands-on. And other people, they kind of want to be like, Jade, I need it to do a little bit more for me. And if that's you, that's fine. We've got a premium version. It's really cheap, uh, really inexpensive for you to use that one as well. Um, And I know there's a lot of folks out there that are like, Jade, you know what? I'm going to just... 
I'm going to take this as my cue to do Excel or do pen and paper. Mm -hmm. But there's a problem with pen and paper, Ken. There's a lot of problems with Excel and pen and paper. And part of it is it's not keeping track in real time. In real, Are you telling me that you take your computer with you when you go into Publix and every time you make a purchase, you're adding it up in your Excel spreadsheet? No. What most of y'all do is at the end of the month, you're like, well, the month is over. Let me go reconcile my budget. And you pull out that old 80s calculator with the tape roll and you start doing your math and you realize, wow, I just went over budget $500 and the month is already over. There's nothing you can do about it now. You already went over budget. It's after the fact. What would happen if you had a budget like every dollar that was on your phone, not just your phone, it's on your phone and your spouse's phone. And in Every single day you're getting update on how much money is actually there. Those transactions are automatically going into the app, automatically updating so you can automatically see when you get to the grocery store line, hey, I only have $179 left to spend. Well, I think, Ken, that it would change the way that you spend, mm -hmm. which would ultimately affect your budget. That's correct. So I'm just saying every dollar is away if you're looking for a place we want you to come to every dollar. Matter of fact, I have a promo code. Let me just throw that out there. If you go to everydollar.com slash Jade, I will I myself will spend Dave's money and give you $15 off your first year. That's on me. Or let me do you one better. Now, this is a little bit of a roundabout road, but let me do you one better. If you purchase pre on pre order my book, which is Money's Not a Math Problem, which is truly, truly at its core about budgeting. If you purchase this on pre-order, I will give you three months of every dollar free, every dollar premium. I'm talking about the one with all the bells and whistles. That comes as a perk. It's $10. So if you want to get three months for free to see how this thing is really working, go ahead and do the book. And that's another little roundabout way to get this. So there's, there's methods, Ken. There's layers to this thing is what I'm saying. Well said. Well said, indeed. Anything to add? Uh, no, I, I think that was... Perfect. All right, let's That's move great. on. Let's move on. We got Rachel, and I'm going to say La Lafayette. There it is. Is that's, it Lafayette? Yes, that's his actual name. Louisiana. For, for the history buffs out there, the man's name was Marquis de Lafayette, and everybody yes. goes, Lafayette, Well, Tennessee. that's country. It's like, it's not Lafayette, it's Lafayette. Thank you very much. Well, this is Rachel, and she can tell us if we're right or not. Are we right? Is it Lafayette? It's Lafayette, Okay, yes. that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. What's going on, Rachel? How can we help? Yes. Hi, um, I have a question regarding an investment property that both my husband and I own. Mm -hmm. um, we purchased it using um, an inheritance um, with the intentions of using the profits to help supplement our retirement later on and also our children's secondary education. Okay. Um, we paid cash for it two and a half years ago, wow. and we currently have um, 95000 invested into it. Um, we currently profit 750 per month after all of our expenses. The kicker is a few days ago, we had our annual HOA meeting mm -hmm. where the annual budget for the complex was discussed, um, needed future projects difficulties collecting HOA fees from several of the owners. Yeah. Um, we also learned that the current HOA fees are not meeting the current budget needs mm -hmm. and are also not taking into consider, oh, excuse me, the consideration for the needed improvement projects. 
Okay. Um, therefore, we're anticipating a rise in the HOA fees next year. From what to we what? Just having, um, we're not sure about next year, but we just went from 206 to 263 a okay. month in HOA fees. And if you had to guess, um, what do you think it could get to? Like, what's your biggest I fear? Would say, I would say like 350. Okay. If not more. Um, so where does that put you? What, what what's that in our profit what would that put well in that? I, no i mean you call because this is creating a problem right. for you so what 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 is this making you consider this raise in hoa um just with knowing all the issues that they're having i'm wanting to sell my husband's wanting to keep it mm-hmm. <laughs> so, i mean so real numbers just, what are you afraid of if it goes up as high as 350 what does that do to your profit margins aren't you passing some of that along to your renters if not, yeah, we are going to go up on our um, on the rent as you should. But I'm afraid. Yeah, I'm afraid that if we get into the 400s a month, more people in our units are not going to pay the HOA fees, and then it's just going to go downhill from there. I, Maybe with you know, I think that you increase. Can I just cut in? And I, I think that you're, yeah. I think you're projecting a lot of what ifs. Um, because uh-huh. right now, like you said, okay, it, it's gone up sixty bucks. That's substantial. Um, but you're gonna pass thirty of it over to your folks, and you're gonna take some of it. And instead of making seven seven fifty a month, you're gonna make seven twenty a month. And I would really mm-hmm. cross that bridge when you get to it. I think that to just go, oh, this is getting crazy. I'm selling right away. I mean, what would happen if you just stuck in a little bit longer to really see where this goes? That's what I would do. I, I mean, Ken. Yeah, I agree. I think I think you uh, trust your husband on this. Walk through the numbers. Walk through your fears. Let's get some facts on this, and let's move forward. I, I wouldn't get out because of the Verizon HOA. This is The Ramsey Show. With more frequency than you know, I get calls and emails from people dealing with the recent loss of a spouse or a parent. You can hear the struggle and the heartache they've been experiencing. And at a time they should be grieving, what breaks my heart the most is the strain and tension they're going through because of money, especially when it's a situation that could have been avoided. If you have a family, it is your responsibility to have term life insurance. It is one of the things you do to show you care. And yes, this is an ad for Xander Insurance. But since this is one of the most effective ways I have to get my point across, so be it. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Listen, you need to check out Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. I can't say it enough. Protect your family. It's what you're supposed to do. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw, your host, joined by Ken Coleman, who is also your host. And we are taking calls all afternoon about your life and what's going on with your money and how it relates to the other areas of your life. So if you want to talk with us, give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225, and we would love to talk with you. We're going to go straight to the phone to Dennis, who's in Charlotte, North Carolina. How can we help today, Dennis? Hi, how are you, Miss Jade? I'm doing good. How are you, Dennis? I'm doing great. I'm super glad to be on here. Awesome. I'm happy to talk to you. What's going on? Well, so a little bit about my situation. My mama, I'm 18 years old. She passed away last September at the age of 36 due oh, to a gosh. drunk driver. Oh, gosh. And 
Mm. Since then, I moved in with my pastor and my best friend, and I've been having trouble getting a job. My buddy and his other buddy started construction, and I've worked with them off and on, but I, I get to start my first day at UPS tomorrow. Nice. A morning shift, 4 a.m. to 9 p.m. I'm looking really much forward to it. Great hours. Good yeah. money, $21 an hour. Okay. Just to start out. But I got a little bit of a trouble. I've been not doing money like I said. I got a credit card. Okay. Very stupid, very stupid. And I, I'm not, it's not due or nothing, but I've already spent 110 on that credit card. My limit is 300. I don't okay. want to go. I don't want to spend any more on it. Okay. And I, my papa has helped me out because I've had a rough couple weeks. Yeah. He gave me some money and my friends, when we go out to eat, I say, no, I'm not going to eat. I don't have to. They'll pay for it because I got really good friends. Right. And I make right. sure that I put their money, how much I owe them back then. So I'm in debt to friends and credit card to around 340 something dollars probably. And I'm three days past due my phone bill, which is $120. And I'm two days past due on my car insurance, which is $200. Okay. I got it all written and down. <laughs> okay. And you've got $0. But you start the UPS job tomorrow. Yes. And yes, when do you get your first paycheck? So today was orientation for 10 minutes. Tomorrow we go in for three hours at 4 o'clock. But then Friday I go in 4 o'clock in the morning to 9 o'clock in the morning, my actual hour first day. Mm-hmm. But I will get that money next Thursday, but it won't be enough. I'll get next week's paycheck after Thanksgiving. Okay, so after Thanksgiving, assuming now that you've gotten two paychecks, how much money will you have? Because it's still the month of November, so it's not like we've crossed into another month. How much money will you have once you get those two checks after Thanksgiving? I would want to say... Six hundred dollars, okay. maybe seven. And you've got you've got shelter, you've got a car, like you know. What I'm saying oh, you're definitely. living with your pastor and your papa, so you've got. So my with pastor that, and best friend, pastor and best friend. Okay, so with that yes, six hundred dollars, if you took that and you paid the two hundred dollars in car insurance, that leaves you with four hundred. Mm-hmm. You paid the one twenty on the mm-hmm. phone, and then you paid the credit card for one ten. What about that? And then with your That'd next work. check. You came in and you paid the two thirty. Sorry, I didn't get to write down what the two thirty was for, but whatever that—that's your biggest debt, and you paid that one final. How would that feel? Yes, ma'am. And then by Christmas time, you have no more debt. Be perfect. But one, I got asked now, what should? Which I think it's a pretty good question because a car is essential. Yes. My car car insurance will not be extended. Should I just let my phone go off for about a week or so? So or, your car insurance is late. When will they? When would they lapse it? They won't lapse it until the next month, right? It's just late at well, this they point. Say, they send you a letter out the first day you don't pay it. They'll send you a letter out saying it's been canceled. But I talked to you on the phone. That's not true. You have like three days after. Okay, so let's make that yeah. final. That, let's make that first priority because you need to be able to drive and you need to right. have insurance. So let's let let right. that be the first thing. And if for some reason. If you're not able to cover that and it, they do lapse it, like call them up and be like, hey, I just got this job. Is there any way you can extend it? What will that look like? If they won't, then you're just going to have to pop into another policy. And until you can, just don't drive your car. Like do not drive around without insurance. And you're going no. to you're gonna need somebody in your circle, one of these friends who's been spotting you some money, you know, get them to drive yeah. you to work until you can get this money and get back with your insurance. Yes, ma'am. You got that? Ken Coleman's going to help you with this career side. Come on, I'm just really curious. Uh, You're only 18. You're very, very young, and you've got plenty of time. So this is not a pressure question. I'm just kind of curious. I'm glad, by the way, you're at UPS. I think this is a great landing spot for you with all the trauma you've gone through, losing your mom. You're going to get great benefits there. Work your butt off. Just get stable. Get your financial feet 
you know, underneath of you and heal emotionally. Uh, but I am curious, what are you thinking about? What are you wondering about as an 18-year-old young guy about your professional future? I just, well, I'm a preacher, you know, so I think about preaching a lot. But I want to be successful. I'm actually in the course of taking online real estate classes right now. Um, so that's a main thing for me is pursuing real estate. But I want to, the classes are hard. They're online and they're, they're difficult, but I'm not a quitter. Mm-hmm. So that's really what I do want to do. And I'm not even sure if that's still what I, I want to do a lot of things. Well, that's that right fine. That's goal. fine. So are you thinking bivocational? You're selling homes during the week and preaching on the weekend? Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, sir. All right. All right. Well, you've got plenty of time. I, I, I would say this. I want you to walk our baby steps out, okay? We've got our, we got our crisis situation, which really isn't a crisis because you have a place to land. You have a place to sleep. You got food. Um, and let me just say this on the cell phone thing. Cell phone people aren't going to cancel your cell phone because you're a couple weeks late. No. I love the fact that you're communicating with people and just telling them exactly your situation. Look, here's here's where I'm at. I'm okay. I got a great job at UPS. It's one of the most respected companies in the world. You're good to go. Uh, so so then get that $1,000. Once we get through this getting caught up on everything, $1,000 in your savings account. That's your emergency fund, right? And you have yes, no sir. other debt, correct? That's just these small yes, little sir. things. Great. So here's the deal. Cut the credit card up. Today. You don't Tonight. Need, you don't need the credit card. That credit card, if you still have it open... It becomes an option for you when times get tough, and it just keeps putting you behind the eight ball. And as tough as your life has been uh, over the last year, um, you can handle it. You have got a, a spunk about you, a light that I can just feel coming through the phone, and and there's no stopping you. And you've got support through the friends, through the place to stay. So you don't even need the credit card for what most people think they need it for. Mm-hmm. So cut it up. And not just cut it up, I'm going to challenge you, when this call is done, the next phone call you make to the credit card company and cancel it. And then once you've got $1,000 in your savings account, baby step one, since you have no debt, you are now moving right into, what does a six-month emergency fund look like for you? Because you have no other expenses. I'd like to see a six-month emergency fund for you, but three to six months will work. And now you begin to go into baby step four, where you begin to invest 15% of your income. You're probably going to have a great retirement account uh, set up with UPS. Mm-hmm. Get familiar with it with HR. Talk to them about it. Do your max contribution. And then go, go, go. And and young man, uh, you're going to be way ahead of most 18-year-olds financially, which gives you a ton of freedom professionally as you begin to explore things. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir, I do. And you got my word. I'll cut it up as soon as I get off here and I'll call them. I like it. I love that. I love that. And just just to get you started, I love to give you uh, a couple of months of every dollar premium. So Austin's going to pick up. Make sure you get started with the best budgeting app that is out there. I would love for you to have that. And matter of fact, you know what? Dennis is on point. Let's give him Financial Peace University because I want him knowing all the ins and outs. I want him completely financially literate. There we go. Can I say it? And let's add on to the gifts. Austin, let's also give him the Get Clear career assessment for him to just begin to think through what does my future look like? Give him the book From Paycheck to Purpose, which is also the companion. And uh, is there anything else? And you know what? Why not? I was waiting for this. Look, I forgot that I had it to give away. (laughs) Let's be honest about that. This is brand new. It's a rookie move. It's a rookie move. (laughs) Rookie mistake. It's okay. Yes, give him money's not a math problem. I love it. Man, Dennis. He he's what I call he's what I call a superstar a mm-hmm. stud really great spirit for a young man who's been through a 
kind of a bone crushing, spirit crushing loss. One hundred loses mama at thirty six. Yeah, wow. I mean, that's tough stuff. What wow. a bright soul he is. But I really like that he. Um, I really like that he's surrounded by really great friends, mm-hmm. really great family, a pastor, a church, like people who really came in and and it sounds like they just put their arms around him and made sure that he. He knew he was God. Like, he knew those people had him, and I love that. That's, I mean, you can't, that's what it's all about. I love that. And I love the generosity, Ken. You came through with, uh, you were like Santa Claus. I have the spiritual gift of giving away Dave's resources. I love that. It's something you come with. Ooh, love it. Here to help people. I love it. It gives me chills. This is The Ramsey Show. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw. This is Ken Coleman to my right. We're taking calls about your life and your money. So give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. We've had a lot to discuss uh, over the past several segments, Ken. And I don't know, like if you guys listen regularly, uh, you may have listened yesterday and we had a gentlemen call in let me just give you a brief synopsis we had a guy call in and um he was a a a vet who was fully disabled and but he was still able to work okay and so he had the gi bill available to him to pay for some extended school and because of the nature of his disability he had i believe up to sixty five thousand dollars of federal student loan forgiveness available to him even though he only had ten thousand dollars that needed to be forgiven so he was trying to ask us would it be right for him to basically take out a student loan that would not be used for education because he technically didn't need it but that he could just use for life like his mortgage and things like that and we felt like there was a bit of an ethical dilemma there and so we advised him yeah, don't don't take out the money. You can live, you can work. I know it's available, but it's for student loans. And in this case, you wouldn't be using it for your education. But during the break, Ken and I talked and I thought, I was like, you know what? This is tax dollars. I'd be willing to give him my portion, which is like 0.0000019%. And it kind of just grew. And so we came back and we asked you, the people. Well, what was my opinion? Go ahead and tell him, Ken. You said I would get, I said, I'm not giving him mine. I'm like... No. You went Scrooge mode. No, I just went. I just, <laughs> I just went personal responsibility mode. I'm not mad at that. Which gets called Scrooge. No, I'm not mad at you, Ken. I, oh no, I, I know. I get it. So I then it. you said, "Let's ask the people." And so James apparently, how did we do this? We took. You a can poll. drop a poll on YouTube. So we did a YouTube poll, and we got a lot of strong feedback in the comments as well. I'll tell you what the numbers were, and then you can guess which answer goes with which. Number. All right. Okay. It was 67 percent to 32 percent. Oh. Uh, I'm telling you right now, the Ramsey audience, 67% went with Ken. I think you, Ken. I think you're right. I think I lo- I think even though I was like Michael McDonald and taking it to the streets, <laughs> nobody cared. Yeah, it was 67% no. Meaning they agree with Meaning, me? Meaning, yes, that, no, that they wouldn't give their money. So yeah. they agree these, with are, these are people who dollars. believe in rugged individualism, personal responsibility. Good on Look, you folks. I'm not mad. I am not mad because honestly, because because of you guys, I am now 0.1111119 which richer. Okay. So thank you for giving me money back into my pocket. Love it. This is why I love this show, Ken. I, I must talk say, about James, hard hitting facts. I, I do like the poll and I I like doing this more often. I wish we could uh maybe do a text in and do live poll results during the show on certain issues when you, our fearless leader, think it might be interesting. 
we should figure out a way to do that. I love that. You want to drop your personal cell phone number in the chat? No, okay. but they got this ability to do this now, these people, these these tech people. <laughs> you give out a text number, and then boom. I just think it'd be great. All right, stay tuned. You never know what can we happen We are on here the show. for the people, Well, let's, so they should have a voice. They do have a voice. I'm about to let let us hear Cheryl's voice. All right. In Reno. In Reno. Reno. Look, Ken, you, <laughs> you got just me flustered. Said Reno. Reno, Nevada. I was thinking about how I was going to make fun I of know. you next. Oh, and you so, were? Yeah, I was what like, were you gonna say? I was going to say, Ken, if you would stop yapping, I can go to Cheryl and hear her voice. Oh, okay. And then I messed oh, up and said Reno, and then you made fun of me instead. That's what happens. That's what <laughs> I got him. What's going on, Cheryl? How can we help? Hi, thanks for taking my call. No problem. Uh, my husband just retired the end of June, and we're still trying to get our retirement budget together. But my kids keep thinking we've got all this money that we can spend on them. And I feel so broke constantly, even though we're not really giving them money. They've got trust funds that my parents set up for them when my parents passed away. And I just don't know what to do anymore. So Cheryl, these trust fund kids are hounding you for money? Yes. And you're, but you're not giving it to them? I, no. But you feel bad because you're not giving it to them? Yes. Well, I thought you said you feel broke, and I'm confused how you would feel broke because <laughs> of them. I think you feel broke because of you all. No, okay. we have we have more money than what we're telling the kids we have. Then how can you feel broke? Because I'm constantly being told we need money for this. We need money for this. We need money for oh, this. So, so you, yeah. I mean, it's getting to be Christmas. My daughter wants Christmas money. What? How old is your daughter? What? To co-sign for a loan. For my 17-year-old granddaughter no. to get a 2020 car because no. my daughter's credit is down the tube. And you want to know whose problem that is? Nachos. It's my daughter's problem. Yeah, it's not your problem. Cheryl, these, I'm just, this is your family and you love them, but I am an, an impartial person out here. And I'm telling you, these folks are entitled. You have done the right thing. You have said, no, I'm not going to fund this and that. And I'm certainly not going to do it at your whim. If you feel the need to be generous, you can choose when and how you'd like to be generous for your family, but they do not get to treat you like grandma ATM and come to you whenever they feel like they need this or that. You're exactly right. And if I were in your shoes, I would not feel bad about that for a hot second. Uh, Cheryl, what's oh, the status? Well, okay, we'll come back to that. What's the status of the trust funds? Are they? Do they already have access to them, or are they waiting to get access to them? I have ac I'm the only one that has access to them right now. My son inherited uh, my parents' house as part of his trust. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We ended up having to take a loan against that trust because they would not upkeep the house, and the city has an ordinance where you can't have just weeds all over your front yard. Uh -huh. And so, so your we son... ended up having to take a loan against the trust to pay someone to come out and landscape their front yard. Well... The car for the granddaughter is a loan against my 
my daughter's trust. Why are they loans, though? I wasn't though? about to co-sign because I don't want to make car payments. Right. right. Well, okay. But my question is... Does the trust say is is the trust delineating when and when certain amounts are supposed to be distributed to them and they're just not getting what they felt like they were supposed to or is it something different? The trust gives my daughter uh, $1,500 a month. And that's it. And she gets that. She gets that every month. And she wants above and beyond that. Is that what you're telling me? And she wants above and beyond yeah. that. All right, so let me... let me. My it. son has a house to live in. Right now, his rent is $275 a month to help pay for the sewer, the insurance, right. the property taxes, that type of thing. All right, Cheryl, here's the problem. Um, your kids know about the trust, and they have known about the trust for a while, enough to let their behavior be so immature mm. and so lazy that they can't even cut their own grass and you've got to take a loan. First of all, you didn't have to do any of this. You've done it. I think you called today because you're at your wits end. And should be. And you should be. But I will say um, you have a lot of responsibility here. And I'm not saying this to be mean to you at all. I'm saying that now is the day for you to say enough is enough. And you got to decide what you're going to do here on this trust. Um, I don't think they've earned it, and uh, but I, I don't want to get into the minutia of this, mm-hmm. but uh, because I don't think that that distracts from from what you need to do. What you need to do is say, this is what you get, and and if it were me, I'd change the the trust to where they don't get any of it till they show themselves worthy and responsible of it. But uh, at this point, they get what they get from the trust, and you need to say that's it. That's it. And there's no more asking mama for anything, which means you are going to say no to all these loans against the this is this is this is over and this is a family meeting wow a come to jesus meeting where you make it really really clear how things are going to be going forward because these kids are manipulating you emotionally Mm -hmm. you sound like an emotionally weary lady who actually needs to take charge and let the kids gripe and complain it's time for them to be adults i know that's not fun to hear but this isn't going to change until you cut them off and be okay with cutting them off Mm, show you right ken i am not going to argue with that that is strong advice from ken coleman and i agree 100 percent. thanks for hanging us with with us this hour be sure to join us next hour on the ramsey show